And that's why they call them electric underpants. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover baby sisters and failures to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to say until it comes out. And then what comes out is electric underpants. I mean, why not? It's a thing that happens sometimes. I'll give you that. It, Yes, it is a uh, an adjective and then a noun. Mm, mm, most, yeah, adjective noun phrases are. I mean, you got you, you have a you have an entity and then a, then a modifier, right? And that's that's what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, no, it was fully entitized and modified. Loved it. Uh, so I um I had we almost didn't have an. This is going to be a very different episode yeah. without internet, <laughs> right? Yeah, what happened? Um, well, so we've had some pretty gnarly weather blow through uh, today, and. I was thinking that there could have been something related to that. And then I went upstairs to go and troubleshoot it. And then the fiber wouldn't like the box wouldn't turn on. Mm. And I was like, Oh no, no. the power supply is broken. And then I Googled it and it's like, Hey dummy, there's a little button and you may have accidentally pushed it. And then I pushed it and I came back on and now everything's sweet. I do like pushing the button solves the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) I'm the problem. It is me. It me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's been, uh, my situation up to this point, uh, had band rehearsal and all that good stuff. How's your week been going? You know, my week's been good. My week's been good. Should we just jump into the kind of miracle that happened in my week this week? Yeah. So Dan's been teasing this whole thing and, you know, he's like all things, we just, we save it for the pod. So you got to lay it on me. It'd be so easy to just tell my whole story to Adam sometime before we're recording, but then no one else would hear it. Only Adam would hear it. Ah, we do that sometimes. That's true. That's true. So there's this bar in my town here called Little Brother Brewing and they have, they're a brew pub. They brew in the back of the bar and they actually now have two locations and they have a kiosk at one of the parks in town. And they've been around a while. I And they've done music pretty regularly, but it's mostly mm-hmm. been original. They've been an originals venue. And I played them once when I was playing guitar with Viva La Muerte, which was an original group. Uh, Americana, jam band, dead inspired kind of stuff. And I played- Right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, right. It's your, your kind of business for sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, it Last time, so the one and only time I played there was Halloween night- I think 2018. Okay. I was wearing a Batman mask and a bathrobe. Hmm. I was Batman. I get it. Yeah. And I was playing wireless, right? And so at some point in the night, I found myself outside the door of the bar playing like and hamming it up with the Greensboro city cop stationed on the corner to keep peace on Halloween night. And he, there are right. a lot of pictures of me like playing with this guy in full cop uniform. And he's like kind of playing along with me um, as much as he was able. Anyway, it was a yeah. fun night. And um, and I've liked that place. I've liked their beer. They delivered me a lot of pandemic beer to my front porch. Um, they were doing home delivery for a while and it was good. So I got a call from, pardon me, not a call. I actually got a Facebook message from one of their owners. They're owned by a couple and then a third guy who's a partner asking if I would do the trivia for their staff party. Okay. And the answer is, heck yeah, I'll do the trivia for staff party. Absolutely. Of course. thousand percent, I'll do that. And so that was Monday night. Now it turns out that the third guy, the third partner, his wife 
works for the interior design studio that I did the trivia for a Christmas party for a year ago. You may or may mm-hmm. not recall. You may or may not recall, but listeners really may or may not recall. Yeah. That I did that a year ago at Christmas time. I did a private mm-hmm. party that was the trivia and it was super fun and they've had a yep. great time. They want to do it again sometime. And then when this bar was like, what are we going to do for our Christmas party? One of the owner's wife said, oh, you got to get this guy. Nice. And so they reached out and they got me. Now, I went in there without much agenda, but they do book musicians. I mean. So I went in there and um, just did the trivia show. Just I did it. I did it exactly the way that we do it which is always a freaking blast. And there's a good time being had by everybody. It's really fun. And um, what I heard later from the owner, the the woman of the couple, the woman who reached Mm -hmm. out and booked me, is that her husband at some point turned to her and said, can't we just do this every Thursday night? Why don't we just do this? Okay. So the the third guy, the one who's not of the couple, the husband of the woman who I did it for a year ago, um, mm-hmm. At the end of the night, came up and said, "Listen, we we just want to we just want to work some, some something out here. What we've done on Thursday nights is usually like a residency, so we'll book somebody for a month. Yep. And um, I'm open on March. How's your March? And I said, my March is wide open. Thank you on Thursdays. I think I can I think I can handle that. So we're now booked to do the trivia at this place every Thursday night in March. And then I said, listen, I've also got a full band. I, I know you're mostly an original place. We're a cover band. So I know we're not a great fit. He said, are you free St. Patty's Day? I said, yes, actually we are free St. Patty's Day. I had pre-gamed this, so I knew it. He said, yeah, uh, totally free St. Patty's Day. Love, love to do it on St. Patty's Day. I said, great. And so we, the next day we passed a little email back and forth just to confirm the details. And we are now booked into there for the five Thursdays in March. Thank you very much. Wow. Uh, and St. Patrick's Day with the full band in this bar that I um, – is really cool. Part of what's cool about it is it's on the main drag in downtown Greensboro. And on nights when the weather supports it, all the windows are open and it is it is the bar that provides the soundtrack to downtown Greensboro. It's like the energy of the space. And I'll be that on five Thursdays and one Friday. I guess St. Patrick's Day falls on a Friday this year. Um. So really excited about that. It felt it came out of nowhere, and I happened to just come to the thing I was asked to do and deliver uh, at a level that led to the next opportunity. Which is, you know, that's the deal. If you just always be performing, you'll catch the next chance. It's tr- it's really just being open to opportunities. Like you saw some, po- you, you saw potential upside. You're like, I will. I mean, to quote. Michael Scott, hmm. quoting Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, I, I knew I knew 100% for sure every decision maker about that venue would be in that room. And they'd chosen me to be there, so they kind of had some skin in the game. So mm-hmm. they also have a pop-up, like a kiosk at, I think I mentioned this just a minute ago, a, a kiosk at one of the city parks in town. And mm-hmm. it turns out they're doing music there. Two and it's like a two-hour gig on a Wednesday night or something, and yeah, I'm fully in for that. It sounds super fun, so we'll find out dates about that and have some, probably have some solo gigs there. The challenge, of course, is that we typically record this podcast on a Thursday night, so we're gonna have to find we another do. another opportunity for that in March. I'll be booked. Yeah, 
Well, we do a pretty quick turnaround mm -hmm. in this whole operation. Mm -hmm. Like it's a turn and burn kind of deal. And when we do have those, like, I mean, December was one of those things where it's like, can you record on Tuesday? How about Wednesday afternoon? <laughs> like it was just super, super flexible. Yeah. But when we had margin, uh, it did give us the ability to clean some stuff yeah. up and the episodes might be a little more concise, might be a bit tighter, might flow a bit better. For sure. And so that does give us the ability to, you know, implement that kind of system. So 100%. no bad things about it. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, like you went out, you stuck your neck out and it paid off big time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you might be Thursdayed out by the end of March, but we'll see. One of the things about that place, they have house sound, um, mm -hmm. and, but nobody to run it. So they give you a notebook mixer with six inputs. Probably mm. I will come in there with my rig, which is all preset for our front of house and preset for our in-ears. And I'll just come roll in there and I'll put, the question is when it comes to full band, will I put up my mains at all or mm. will I just put my mixer into their mains? I think that's probably what I'll do is just use their mains. They're flown up into the rafters and they're good. They have a, actually the same electro voice 18 inch sub that I have in the that's corner. That's good. So that's what I was about to ask. I was like, that really depends on whether their system is solid enough to do that. It it looks like it. It looks like it. And I'll have a couple of nights there to suss it out. I might do yeah. the trivia through it a couple of nights just to see. Um, yeah. Something like that would be pretty low stakes. With, exactly. No, exactly. I've, I've been in that situation where you throw all your hopes and dreams on the, the house PA and right. you get there and just, right. that's no good. Right. Right. We used it that night that I played at Viva La Marte, but I don't know what it's been through since then. I don't know how it's evolved or or anything. And it was fine, but there were really there were literally no monitors. What there was tops flown into the rafters and a sub kind of in the corner. And good luck. Yeah. So in ears will be the thing. And then whether I bring my tower speakers that I use as mains, I don't quite know yet, but I'll figure that out. Cool beans. Yep. Yep. About you. Well, let's see. Um, this week has been fairly busy. I've been doing a lot of kind of administrative stuff. Got on a conference call with the corporate client for the karaoke thing that we're doing in mm -hmm. first of February. Had band practice last night. Had the whole gang over and did a couple of things differently. I, I rearranged the room. I still haven't put it back. We're like, everything's a lot more open. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of fun. We did six new tunes that we haven't have either been out of rotation and a couple that we've never done before. What were they? Off the Can top of my noodle, the one that we've never done before was One Way or Another by Blondie. That could have jumped into the episode of songs that sound uh, easy but are much harder than they sound. <laughs> for sure. Uh, very strange. Yeah. Um, so stuff that we are adding for this show, Every Breath You Take, Living on a Prayer, uh, Died in Your Arms by Cutting Crew, which has not been in rotation for like multiple years at this point. Working for the Weekend, which you might be hearing a release of in the coming weeks. Nice. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Just What I Needed by the Cars. We've done that before. Panama, Van Halen, never done that one Sweet. with this lineup. One way or another, Fight for Your Right, which we've pulled out as a like a last minute encore, but we actually like went through and laid it out and worked through all the parts. On Panama, do you do the whole reach down between my legs, breakdown? Oh, yeah. Nice. And I mean, in this scenario, it's like, 
when you've got when you're doing it at a show and you've got like a crowd like you can oh play on it stretch that out yeah yeah so maybe we've i looked through the way that the set list is built and chris our music director has done a fantastic job of really orchestrating the flow of the show so he's building in the parts where we've got long introductions mm-hmm. where the drums kick in and like we just talk over it. That's all been orchestrated and choreographed ahead of time. So we actually have a really nice kind of idea of where things are supposed to go. That everything, all of that's all well and good. Cool. And the other one you can stretch out is the ain't no stopping now. Uh, I will say as, Panama yeah, as, as a, um, as a tip to anyone who performs songs like that, when, when there's a when there's a moment in a song that has, you know, in classical music you'd call it a fermata, right? A moment that hangs a bird's eye. Un- a bird's eye is how it's drawn, yeah. Yeah. Um, until the conductor says now, um, man, just always draw those out. Always. Yeah. Always. The, the more time you can put there, the more tension the audience will feel, and the more resolution they'll feel when you start again. Yeah. We do a transition from. Long Train Running, yep. Dewey Brothers, which has a false ending. In the in the original recording, it has a fake ending. So it ends and then the guitar comes in Fix and it again. picks up again. Yep. Um, the way we do it, we do that false ending twice. Okay. All right. So- uh, uh, You really, you're putting them through it. But the second time, what comes back in is the guitar intro to play that funky music. There you go. Right. And, and I let more time goes by- then and I look around and my bandmates are like, like they're going through it worse than the audience. Cause they know what's about to they happen. They know what's about to happen and they can't believe I'm letting 10 whole seconds go by. Time is money. And I'm charging them. I mean, it's you're, you're the one in charge. I am. That, is, that was one of my favorite things. I got to give this Billy Joel some credit. There was one, I can't remember if it was the American Music Awards, or the Grammys, but they were given Sinatra like a lifetime achievement award. Fair. And um, you know, he's up there and he's I mean he's he was losing his faculties a little bit and he was droning on a little he it, it dragged out. Mm. And they played him off. Ooh. They played Frank Sinatra off Rough. the life the stage from a lifetime ah, achievement award. Rough. And uh, so Billy Joel was performing that night and was doing River of Dreams. And so, because there's a part right there where it all drops out. Yes. Remember, yeah. to the river that flows to the promised land. And he sat there, right? But he sat behind the piano, and he pulled his jacket up and he looked at his watch. <laughs> yes. And he said, "Like valuable time rapidly expiring," and made the made those producers pay. Nice for playing the chairman of the board off. Yeah, good. It's it, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's almost as as gnarly as that the footage from that showed that he did in russia back in the 80s where he like flipped the p- the keyboard over because he thought right. like the cops were yeah roughing the kids up yeah yeah, yeah. man billy joel was a was a tough dude tough dude he was more than the uptown girl yeah guy. no it was surprisingly badass 100 percent. yeah so I totally fell off. We were talking about pauses. That's what we pauses, were talking about. I was, like, I was like, we're talking about <laughs> yeah, the we, fall of communism <laughs> the, at the hands of Billy yeah, Joel. No, the sledgehammer against the wall. It's a whole thing. Yep. You know. Hasselhoff and everything. Yeah. yeah. Roger so, Waters, uh, the whole thing. Yes. So, so things happened. We did that. Um, I finally got in touch with the venue. We're getting things all squared away for tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I was sweating the layout of the show because- 
when you the the ticket vendor lets you purchase the your spots on the map of the venue and they had standing room over like off into the side and they had tables filling in the center area and the tables initially started going and then it slowed down a little bit so the venue in their infinite wisdom actually pushed the tables to the sides and put the general admission in the center smart which immediately put me at ease because i was like i don't want to be playing to yeah. a half empty space i wanted the people that paid to come see us to be the ones up front and enjoying enjoying themselves so um that looks like that's going to happen and we got it's another one of those things where we've got like an early load in and like i think between load in and downbeat is over five hours nice but that leaves more time to do other things yeah. and They've got one of those big fancy LED walls and I finally have source footage that I can put up on them. Cool. That will look super fun cool. and I'm really looking forward to it. Hoping to get some footage from the show. And yeah, I'm just ready to like kick it and have some fun. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all that I've got. I was looking through old episodes and this time last year we released an episode uh, titled Deja Vu. Do you remember that one? I remember the name. The concept of that being like, hey, tw- the beginning of 2022 sure feels a whole lot <laughs> like the beginning of 2021 did. Yeah. So, so that was a that was an interesting. Right. I believe uh, I, I actually reflection. had COVID in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about. Yeah. You were in like your fortress of solitude. Yes. Up there. Yes. Like, yes. Confined. You were doing all things from that room. Like feeling fine. Um, but trapped. Trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And then on YouTube last year, I did like a New Year's resolution. Here are the things that I'm going to accomplish in, in 2022. And so. Tomorrow, I'm releasing a video that basically recaps how I did last year and then the stuff that I'm going to be implementing for this year. Not a lot of overlap, weirdly enough. The stuff well, cool. that, that happened this year, some of it will carry into next year and some of it won't. That's great. Look, I it's mean, always good to adapt. We all know time is a flat spiral, but it's good to know that we evolve year over yeah, year. Yeah, just like the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, that's all that I've got you. This is a, this is not a Danisode per se, but you're coming with the heat. I have some, this week. I have some things to talk about. I love it. A few weeks back on the podcast, I talked about how this is my year. You may recall. Year of Dan. The year of Dan. The year that I'm getting, I'm going to start treating my body and myself like I'm actually 48 years old, which is the truth. And not like I'm 28 years old and going to live forever without maintenance. So I've done some things. I've done some things. I, I mentioned that there was a long-awaited dentist appointment in my future. That's now in my past, although yep. I went to that appointment expecting some bad news, and I did get some, And uh, but we have a plan. We have a plan. And by the end of this year, by the end of 2023, actually by halfway through 2023, I will have fully healthy teeth and be like fully ready to rock. The other thing that, that is- That feels like, hold on, time out. That does feel a little bit like- because they tell you, you need to be in there every six months, like without fail, or bad <laughs> stuff's going to happen. No, I, listen, to be clear, I definitely feel like I got away with something here. But so, because I, I only say that because when we first got married, my wife had not been to the dentist in a, in a period of time. It wasn't quite the interval that yours was, but she had not gone in a very long time and then went and they were like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. And I was like, every time I go in, they're like, oh, I mean- Number 17, I mean, we've been looking at it for, uh, it's yeah. been 18 months. Yeah. So might yeah. be time. Might be. Might be. You, did you start, bless, start flossing this time? Because you didn't start flossing last time. 
Yeah. So I, Here's, that's another one. I'm sorry. I'm, now we're go, on this whole dentist go, thing. Do it. Gah, go. I've got a dentist go. appointment on Monday. Oh, okay, good. I got the like they tell you to floss more, and then like at one time, like after, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it, and I got the floss, and I was flossing all the time. I was flossing in between meals, flossing like two, three times a day. Like there was nothing in between my teeth ever. And I go the next time, and they're like, "Yeah, we got." Your gum line's starting to recede. It looks like we got this problem here. I mean, we've got to figure out what that's all about because that's not good. You can't be doing that. And I was like, you told me to do the thing. Yeah. And I did it. And now that's a problem. And then I stopped flossing and I came back the next six months and they're like, gums look great. Great job. I'm like, whatever. What is happening? There, There is this thing, and I've seen it in many parts of my life where the inputs don't seem to match the outputs. And it's Ugh. the most frustrating thing that can happen in life, I think. Yeah, I, I get you about that. In my case, the input was didn't go to the dentist for something like 17 or 18 years. And the output is a year of appointments that are going to be goddamn Less brutal. Than stellar. Yeah. But at the end of it, this is my year. I'm getting back together and we're going to have healthy teeth at the end of it. And then I'll follow my dentist's instructions. I'm sure I'll have the same frustration that you do periodically. But I have <laughs> been flossing every day since that appointment. So that's a new Just thing. Just don't do it too hard. I've been brushing less hard. The feedback they gave was that I brushed too hard, which hmm. you have to do when you don't go to the dentist. You got to brush really good. You got to know that this. <laughs> this is not really what I wanted. Here's the thing. This is my favorite episode we've done this year so far. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Here's the, the next thing I did after dentist. Okay. Audiologist. Yep. So I went there this morning. The audiologist. First real audiologist appointment. I went there to get impressions done for some in-ears, some custom in-ears, I don't know, three, four years ago. But I've never really had a hearing test, not since I was a teenager. And that yeah. was at my GP, it wasn't at an audiologist. And he just beeped some noises at me and wrote some numbers down. It wasn't like how an audiologist would do it. So I said, look, I need, I'm going to come back to this because there's some gear that's tied into this whole conversation, but yes, I need some new- How could there not be? Yeah. I need some new in-air impressions. And then I also need, um, just because it's time, because it's my year, I'm getting my act together. It's time for me to just see what the damage is from all these years of being in small rooms with loud noises. So I went to the audiologist and I was the youngest person the audiologist has seen in this week. Yes. We were talking about this before yeah. we started the episode. Go to an audiologist. They're going to be so stoked <laughs> that you're there. Yeah. They'll be like, you're, because you're under 70. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't been to an audiologist recently, it is heaven's waiting room. And <laughs> yeah. if you're lucky. So yeah, anytime I, I would go in and do something like that, like the audiologist was just like, oh, a person, I could like, be a person right. and like talk to you. Right. And it's not like it, it was, it's so much more casual. Yeah. Uh, last time I went in, my guy like posed, like did a selfie with <laughs> yeah. me. He was like so yeah, excited. It's good. Yeah. So I went in anyway. there and, and asked for in-ear monitor molds taken and then also uh, a full hearing test, full, full workup. Cause I have no idea where I stand. I feel like my hearing's fine, but I, I don't know. And uh, the feedback I got off the internet was we trust the internet was it's always a good thing if you don't have one to get a baseline hearing test so that in 10 years when your ears start to fail, because they're gonna, because that's how ears work, you have a baseline to compare against so that they can dial in whatever appliance they prescribe you with for yep. the exact loss that you've lost. So that's a, it's, I get that. So 
went in there to get a hearing test. The hearing test chamber is a soundproofed sub room. So it's in a room, but it's a chamber that is elevated off the floor, has walls of its own. It's its own little capsule inside a room. It's like a high-end vocal booth at a recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. But like big enough that two or three people could sit in there actually. Yeah. You can put like a desk in there. Yeah. And then they do a bunch of tests that are about, if you've ever done a hearing test on online and I've done those, it's about push the button when you hear the beep and then the beep changes tones and volumes and all that stuff. Yep. But then they did a bunch of tests that were about like, repeat this sentence while louder and louder background chatter is happening. And at some point, like the background chatter is as loud as the sentence and you literally can't tell them apart. It was a really thorough and complex set of tests. And at the end of it, the upshot is considering the number of small, loud rooms I've been in, my hearing is actually phenomenal, phenomenal. I'm right within normal range up to about 8K, uh, 8,000 kilohertz. And at that range and to 10,000 kilohertz, I am in the mild hearing loss category, not something they feel like they need to put any hearing aids on or anything, any help like that. That does happen to be the range, and she tested it. That is where my very mild tinnitus is. Not a, never been a problem in my life, but like in a quiet room, I hear a ring, and that's, yeah, it's right in that lost area. Here's the thing. She told me how tinnitus works. This is crazy. Do you know about this? Mm. What's happening when you have a ringing in your ears, tinnitus, is your brain is aware it can't hear in that range, and it's filling in sound in that spectrum to because it knows it should be hearing there, but your ear isn't providing it. That is some wild insecurity. <laughs> yeah. No, our brains are bonkers. And so your brain is generating that tone to compensate for physical loss of sensation in the ear. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. But again, I really, I, I'm really sticking to apparently our healthcare is uh, is a total sham because yeah. you've been out there, you've been subjecting yourself to all of this abuse, yeah. and you're fine. Yeah, no, that was the take. That was kind of the takeaway. It was shocking when she when she showed me the graph of my decibel loss versus um, frequency levels. Hey, I'm fine. I am fine. Decades I, I, of being can, in loud small rooms, and I'm fine. <laughs> I feel super fortunate that I was introduced to in ears so early right. in my career right. because I mean. From like 23 on, I was playing with stuff in my ears for the most part. Yeah. And I'm absolutely certain that it saved a bunch of my hearing. Now, I don't know what damage I have subjected myself to by listening to things in my in-ears too loud because I've definitely done that as well. Um, But that remains to be seen. I have not done that specific one. But according to your rules, I've got at least another seven years before I need to. 100%. Oh, you don't need to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, let's talk about ears because part of my mission Please. there was to get a new set of impressions, and I'm I'm showing yep. Adam over Zoom right now the box that has mm-hmm. the impressions, and they're gross. Yeah, they're like a gnarly, gnarled up piece of goo, and so I'm not let's see it, what the inside it. of your head looks like. Yeah, no, it's weird. It reaches way inside your head. If you anyone who haven't done the go to all audiologists and get impressions thing, it's a weird experience. But. Why I'm doing that is because last week I talked about these Mi Audio in-ear monitors, the gen, the yep. universal fit ones, and they're 
as Universal Fits go, first of all, they sound freaking terrific. Um, at fully as good as the four driver ones I have from a professional in-ear audio company, whatever they are. They come with both dome and cone universal fit plugs, right? That jam onto there, that fit into your ear and three sizes of each of those. So six options for those plus a set of memory foam buds, which I'm wearing right now and are great. But then, so you can't talk about these guys without also talking about their price. Their base price is 50 bucks and yeah. A freaking steal at 50 bucks. Amazing. One thing I didn't mention is how well built they are. The cable is thick and firm. Like I have no concerns about gigging these. I think they're going to last a long, long time. 50 bucks. Amazing. Amazing. And then when you open them, what you find is this card. I'm showing it to Adam over Zoom right now. 10% off your customization. So you literally get a discount code for 10% off of tips that slide on the end of these headphones that are custom. So I'm going to send these molds in to them, get custom silicone tips made for the ones I'm wearing right now. And then they will be custom in-ears. The price for these tips. Yep. 130 bucks. It's not bad. No, I'm, I'm part of why I'm doing it. And I told my audiologist this and she, I don't know, didn't react. So (laughs) was, yeah, she, they're not getting a cut of that. So they're not, you know? Yeah, that's true. But part of it is this is the least expensive path to custom in-ear monitors I have ever seen by hundreds of dollars. And my mission here is to try them out and see what I think and tell y'all. Yeah. So this is essentially a product experiment on my part that if I love it, I will use it and gig it hard and be all in on these. And I will for sure have y'all, the pod listeners, in on the process. Yeah, I would uh I would absolutely be up for finding out more about those because yep. like I said, I've got these and I've I've actually got a crack on the outside of one of these and I, I need to send it off, but I, I would need a solid backup before I would feel comfortable yeah, doing that. And so. these absolutely would be that. Me audio, M E E A U D I O dot com. Really worth looking into. I'm very impressed with them. They're not paying me a cent to say that. Maybe someday they will. I don't know. Be open to that. But right now yep. I'm just a fan. Cool. So there you go. Love it. Well, fantastic. I have nothing else to add, but right. I'm just, I'm glad that you're, uh, you're getting your, uh, getting your tires kicked and your oil change and all that. Exactly. It's funny you mentioned, because like get next my oil week, I did get my oil change and my car has been I complaining about low tire pressure and I haven't been able to no, figure the it TPMS. out. What's that? TPMS, the tire pressure monitoring system. I think it's broken because when I got my oil change, I said to the guys like, check my, I don't know what's happening. I can't find a tire that's low. And they came back and said, yeah, we can't either. I think your tire sensor is dead. The sensors are broken. Uh, Yeah. That kind of stuff happens. So yeah, I've had a TPMS alert on my Honda Element for a while. And it's the same thing. Like they're fine. I need new tires for sure. Mm. Um, But yeah, that's just one of those things. And also the way, especially like where we are, where it's like it's hot one day and cold and hot right. and cold and hot right. and cold, your tires expand and contract. So it, that does factor into it yes. to a certain degree. Yes. Fantastic. I have nothing more to add. All right. I think that's a good thing to to wrap up on. Lots of fun things in the in the pipeline. Some good conversations over in the Slack channel. For sure. L- lots of f- funny comments about all kinds of things. We did have 
a bit of a mourn sesh for Jeff Beck, who who left this mortal coil yesterday. An immensely talented guy, very like a unique mm -hmm. perspective on what a guitar should sound like. Yep. And a former bandmate to one of our previous interviews, Jennifer Batten was in his band. That's right. Yep. I forgot about so, that. We're one degree separated. I'll take it. It's pretty. Yeah. So, you know, these, these guys, they're just, they're not getting any younger. And unfortunately this is going to be the, uh, the thing moving forward. It was David Bowie's birthday was this past week also. Right. So yes. there's a lot of, yes. a lot of memorial stuff about him. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. That's why we need to be kicking our tires and checking our oils and all that good stuff. It is. It's also why we need to put some Bowie on. I added Let's Dance at our last rehearsal. Yep. Let's put on our red shoes and dance the blues. I got to tell you, those those high chords that make up that song are just the tastiest thing ever played on. Nile Rodgers, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. He's he, And he calls that guitar the hit maker. Mm. It played on everything. He did. Everything. He, no, he did. Even, even Get Lucky, he's playing it on that. Yep. Amazing. Well, folks... Thanks so much for tuning in after a very chaotic week. I'm looking forward to playing a show and getting kind of back into the swing of things after uh, it's been almost, it's been over a month since we've huh. really done anything like that. I've been doing TikTok collabs in, <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> It'd be nice to get out in front of uh, people for a minute. But uh, we, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to support the show, you can do it a number of ways. The... Uh, like the most self-serving one would be to leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice because we'll read whatever you say. So if you want to say my band is this and we're from here and we're awesome, we'll the do that. Premier party band. Of and then you can take that and make it a blurb do it. that you can then put on your bio. I dare you. We'll do it. Do it. We do are it. not. That we'll, we'll add a specific Patreon tier just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can do any of the things that uh, Adam from the Van Band are is going are is are anyway. Is he'll tell you. But we'll go ahead and call for this week in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of J Friday the 13th, January 2023. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. 
any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and bag of vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Thank you.